Well, good evening. Uh, it's Sunday night. Uh, could get to it on Saturday for you guys. Um, I'm alone. Uh, Dave's uh, off today, so just me here. So hopefully uh, you get some value out of this. We're preparing for a uh, week ahead here. So um, we've got the uh, SPY daily chart I wanted to point out. Um, and this was the start of the week Monday here where we had almost an inside day. It did poke a little bit above the high from Friday, that one day wonder. And um, we did uh, lift a little bit, but then uh, Tuesday we had the CPI numbers. So that's where we really jumped. And for, for the rest of the week, even though we had PPI on Wednesday and a, a bunch of other speak, Fed speak and so on, um, it stayed pretty much uh, sideways there. So it's um, interesting that we're sitting just below the end of August, September highs. And um, looks like it could challenge that and maybe break through and possibly go and test uh, the July high. So that's where we are with the SPY. Now with the Qs, um, they've already gotten above that August, September high and uh, sitting here with the July high, we, we tagged it on, the, on uh, the CPI day. So we're, we pulled back, or sorry, the PPI day, we tagged it, pulled back a little bit there on the Thursday, Friday. And uh, this is uh, upcoming a, a big week here for equities in the sense that if you look back historically, there's often been uh, rallies during uh, the Thanksgiving week. Uh, Wednesday often tends to be a very uh, slow uh, or light volume day, uh, but it certainly can uh, can have a bullish uh, slant to it because we're ahead of the holiday. So if you've journaled this over the years, you'll see that uh, it's often the case a little bit uh, bullish action on uh, Wednesday afternoon when volume's light. And then of course we're uh, off on Thursday and then a half day Friday. So uh, sitting in, in this uh, spot here going into this week is, uh, is very interesting and likely that you know people looking at technicals may think it has to pull back, but uh, there's no guarantee that it certainly could uh, um, break break higher and um, you know go into Cyber Monday uh, on an elevated level. It's entirely possible. So uh, sector performances for Friday and for the week. Energy uh, did really well on Friday, but it was uh, at the bottom of the, of the pile for the week. So energy has been lagging. And consumer defensive also lagged because it was a really a, a risk on type of a week with the CPI uh, giving such a big boost to the market. One of the reasons was, of course, the uh, CME Fed funds watch or Fed Fed watch tool, you know, said that um, we have a pretty high probability of a interest rate cut in May, if not even in April. Uh, so we'll see uh, how that plays out. But uh, the markets really had that change of sentiment in the sense that, um, you know, accounting for possibly a December hike and uh, maybe rates to stay elevated for longer. Uh, what the CPI did is it said, um, hey, uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be a hike in 
December, and we may even get a cut um, in the April to May uh, timeframe. So real estate responded to that really well for the week. And um, that's just because if rates come down, you know, maybe there'll be a, a surge in uh, homes, purchases, home starts, things like that. Basic materials benefited from the dollar that declined on the back of bonds rallying and yields falling. Utilities also does do do really well when um, rates are declining. So that's that is starting to get factored in now because utilities have been way behind for the year uh, on the back of rising rates and and rates to stay elevated for longer. So consumer cyclical has both the Black Friday sort of Cyber Monday seasonality to it. Um, you know, expecting consumers to maybe still be able to have purchasing power. It did really well on Friday there, even though market was kind of sideways. Um, and so um, healthcare sliding both on the Friday and for the week as well. Um, you know, this is generally not the time of year where healthcare is that big of a of a bet. Um, you know, more in the technology and you know, consumer spending area, cyclical stuff. And then, of course, with the catalyst that were going on, this is how we see the deck stacked here for the week. Um, looking at uh, the market and sector ETFs, uh, you can see the best performer was the IWM for the week. Um, so that really, so we had two launches. We had the launch um, the beginning of the week, and then we had this launch here. This week with um, small caps suddenly um, being in focus again for just a couple days of the week that's, you know, produced that much. Uh, the, the thing is that, uh, you know, the growth element, right? Like, is there is there growth expected? Can we cycle out of some of the stuff that's already run and put it into into work? And this normally is one of the best performing months of the year for small caps and historically often from November to April. They do better, but they've been really uh, suffering this, uh, you know, this uh, past while and even this month so far, just with these couple spurts, you know, we've seen uh, seen a rise. But um, Q's had already um, had a pretty, you know, good run going into this week. And so there was a bit of a pop up on um, on Tuesday with the CPI, but uh, it was the other groups that were really trying to play catch up, I think. And uh, of course, the real estate, as I said, the utilities, consumer discretionary, basic materials, those all, um, you know, put in really good performances. Um, but again, if you roll to, you know, how's the month going <laughs> or how's year to date going, you know, that really tells the story. So we had uh, everything green here for the week, which is which is great. Um, and of course, a lot of times with market neutral and pair trading strategies were kind of indifferent anyway to the market but it's nice to be able to use it if you can uh, the problem with this week was the gap up on tuesday and then pretty much sideways for the rest of the week so not a whole lot of action and volatility seemed higher than it really was because the vix was declining but volatility seemed higher because there was a reshuffling of the deck of things that you know, consumers had to deal with or investors had to deal with with, hey, wait a minute. You know, we were thinking that 
inflation was still a problem. We were thinking that uh, rates might get raised again in December. We were thinking that rates might stay elevated for longer. And all of a sudden, the deck is shuffled. And what are we going to do? And so that's what you might have felt this week was um, the shuffling of the S&P 500 and, you know, broad market. Here's the map of the market for the week that shows some of the things going on. So some of the stocks that had earnings might be the ones that were pounded down. Um, but other than that, healthcare not doing as well, insurance not doing as well. Not that it's a sector that's part of the financials, but uh, um, and then you know medical devices was mixed, but you know definitely the drug manufacturers and healthcare didn't do as well as the medical devices and diagnostics, which has more of a technology bend to it. Um, energy lagging, but uh, REITs doing well, utilities doing well, basic materials doing well. And then the semiconductors obviously doing well. NVIDIA had been the one that ran prior to uh, this week and um, basically popped up a little bit on uh, Tuesday with the CPI, but um, stayed um, sideways to slightly down off those highs. But the rest of the semis are holding up pretty well and um, still strong. Um, let's see, moving on. Russell, this is the Russell. Uh, we there's your your one day wonders. You've had a few of them this last uh, while here. So we had a big spurt uh, in the Russell and then pulled back, and then another big spurt and kind of pulling back. Um, so you know it's a, it's 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 rough trying to trade the uh, Russell to some degree because of this syncopation that you see. Um, so I wouldn't put too much stock. In it, it you know it hasn't gotten above the 200-day MA. Um, it tried, but it 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 failed, and uh, so it's sitting below it, whereas the other markets are above that. Here's the 10-year note. We can see again the big move on Tuesday, and then kind of sideways after that. And uh, here's the U.S. dollar declining off of these highs. We did anticipate that it would go to try to tackle the 200-day SMA, and it did, and it's sitting right on that, so it certainly could bounce or it could break below it. So the trend is probably downward still because of the rate thing, uh, bonds and interest rates, of course, um, signaling that, as well as uh, Bank of Japan and possibly, you know, some unwind of the carry trade, which is selling the dollar and, and uh, putting it back into the yen or whatever. So there might be some of that going on. Um, so I, I expect that we are over the hill on this one and uh, we'll either be sideways and choppy or possibly declining further. But it's already come down a pretty good amount here. So we're back to sort of the central point of tendency over this uh, for this year so far. Crude, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's been lagging, of course, everything else. And uh, but it has these uh, spurts every once in a while. We had a Thursday move and then a little bit more on on Friday. Or was that? Sorry, I think that was. Yeah, that's today. So we had the, the Friday move, not the Thursday move, the Friday move. And then that's building on that now. Um, but like we're still again below the. 200 so not you know I, I wouldn't get too bullish on it it's it's back to kind of the consolidation 
call it consolidation point. I thought it might trade, you know, back and forth at that 75 level. Um, and uh, it's probably going to do that. Uh, VIX uh, declining and we popped up slightly and declining further, but uh, we fully expect um, that if this month remains bullish and going into December, of course, we've got the, you know, December breadth, we've got Santa Claus rally, we have all kinds of things to, to look at. Um, not that there won't be some tax loss selling, but look, at it's a very different year than 2022. 2023, you know, a lot of the tech stuff's been up. And, uh, you know, would they want to, even the stuff that's lagged, that's not down a lot, it's just hasn't performed as well. What are they going to do? Sell that? Probably not. Probably hold it um, for the next year, thinking, well, next year's the year that those will do better. So um, it's possible that that VIX uh, goes and tests the lows for the year and, um, you know, declines even further. We could be by April next year if we don't get any other type of major catalyst that rock things around. Um, we could even drift lower with all the uh, AI influence and stuff like that. We might get down into the 10s or 12s or even 8s. Who knows? Uh, economic calendar. And we don't have any seasonality this week except for Friday. We start the last five days. But since Friday is a half day, uh, what's the, you know, it's not really reasonable to talk about it at this point. Well, next next Sunday, we'll probably do a meeting. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to do it Saturday. So Sunday, um, if Dave's around, we will do a Sunday podcast and we can include the five-day seasonality, three days, last day, and the first trading day of the new month. All And the first Friday would actually occur uh, that week as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll touch on that. Uh, we'll just keep it shorter here tonight. Economic calendar, November 20th to 24th, um, looking at U.S. leading ec uh, economic indicators on Monday at 10 a.m. We've got some Fed speak, Tuesday existing homes, and then we have the minutes. Now, the minutes can be market moving. Don't think of it like, oh, just because... We already had that FOMC meeting and blah, blah, blah. No, they can, they can actually be uh, moving the market. Um, so what did it do uh, last time? You know, um, did it pop the market up a little bit? Um, you know, could that be a repeat again and add to it, add to it on Tuesday? Wednesday, we have initial jobless claims, durable goods, consumer sentiment for November. Um, so there's something in there that might, if this consumer sentiment comes in okay, um, we may have that. Uh, afternoon rally on Wednesday, which is ahead of Thanksgiving, when we expect light volume and a lot of people traveling and things like that. Then, uh, of course, Thursday we're closed. And then Friday we have the uh, half day uh, markets close at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time. We've got PMI. Uh, well, this is the S&P Flash U.S. Services PMI and Manufacturing PMI. So it's not quite as powerful as the PMI we had last week. Okay, and then upcoming earnings, we've got uh, Best Buy, Dick's, Guess, Kohl's, Lowe's. So we got some real re, uh, retail stuff to look at, important this week, of course. And then we have um, uh, the NVIDIA on the 21st uh, on Tuesday. So this is probably the biggest thing that the market's looking at, and obviously the chips are looking at it. 
It says here, uh, per S&P Global Market Intelligence, the average price target for NVIDIA is 641.88. This implies an upside of nearly 30% to current levels. Um, some upgrades you've seen as is, is, uh, high, high as $700. Um, as for NVIDIA's third quarter earnings report, which is due out after the close on Tuesday, analysts are anticipating a per profit of 310 compared to a year ago. Um, so uh, revenue is forecast to arrive at 14.9 billion, which is up 152% year over year. Uh, they also they have some new chips. They have, um, of course, the tailwinds from AI. The thing with their earnings, it'll be a good indicator to see what the adoption is and any other clues for the state of the union regarding the AI industry in general. Um, I think that's a good takeaway from, you know, all this. So it's not just about NVIDIA, it's a reflection on, um, you know, where things are at with AI. And of course, they have already had a pretty good run this year as one of the, well, the the top, the top stock for the year in terms of performance, right? Um, so everything else is trying to catch up, I guess. <laughs> anyway, Wednesday, we've got Deer, some banks, Canadian banks on Thursday, which is, uh, you know, Canadian markets are open. U.S. markets are closed, so the Canadian banks um, are active and reporting. No earnings for Black Friday. Stock market closes at 1 p.m., of course. So that's uh, that's it for uh, today. Um, we've got some bump in China. Um, let's just take a look here quickly at um, where things might be at. Let's look at our futures here. So there was an initial uptick when the, um, things first opened at 6 p.m. Eastern time. They've tapered off a little bit here, S&P as well, down 0.17, NASDAQ down 0.35, Russell down just slightly 0.04, uh, Japan here with uh, down 0.57 and um, the VIX is probably risen slightly up 0.64 up into the 15s at the moment here so um, let's take a look at bonds sorry 10 year here slightly slightly down let's look at our currency US dollar slightly slightly tracking up so at the moment um it's looking like a little bit of softness going into monday but that can change by the open of course um, but the week overall historically in my journal anyway shows that um i you know you have to expect a potential for a bit of bullish run as we approach holidays in general especially the thanksgiving one and um, so again, it's a shortened week. It's only really three and a half <laughs> trading days. So fasten your seatbelts for any action and uh, have a great uh, time with your uh, families for Thanksgiving and uh, hope that helps.